chapter eleven part one of a common story by ivan goncharov translated by constance garnett eighteen sixty one to nineteen forty six this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine chapter eleven part one by degrees alexander succeeded in forgetting liza and also the disagreeable scene with her father he became calm again and even cheerful and often laughed at kostyakoff's feeble jokes he was amused by the man's point of view of life they even made plans to go away somewhere further to put up a hut on the river's bank where there were plenty of fish and to pass the remainder of their days there alexander's soul again grew accustomed to grovelling in the mud of narrow ideas and material existence but fate did not slumber and he was not permitted to grovel there forever in the autumn he received a note from his aunt with an urgent request that he would escort her to a concert since his uncle was not quite well a musician was in petersburg of european celebrity what a concert said alexander greatly disturbed go to a concert into the world into the tinsel show of lies and hypocrisy no i will not go it would cost five roubles too i shouldn't wonder remarked kostyakoff who was present the ticket cost fifteen roubles said alexander but i would gladly give fifty not to go fifteen cried kostyakoff clasping his hands what swindlers to come here to cheat and plunder us confound the lazy beggars don't go alexander fedoritch don't you be taken in if it were something or other worth having if you could take it home set it on the table or eat it but only to listen and nothing to show for it pay fifteen roubles one can get a pony for fifteen roubles men will sometimes pay even more to spend an evening pleasantly observed alexander spend an evening pleasantly i'll tell you what let's go to the baths we shall spend an evening gloriously every time i feel bored i go there and it's capital you go at six o'clock and you leave at twelve and you warm your body and get scrubbed and often you make some agreeable acquaintance some priest a merchant or an officer will come in they will begin a conversation about trade maybe or the end of the world and you won't come away and all for sixpence each they don't know where to spend the evening but alexander did go with a sigh he pulled out his evening suit of bygone years which he had not put on for so long and drew on a pair of white gloves gloves at five roubles brings it to twenty kostyakoff calculated up as he was assisting at adouev's toilette twenty roubles wasted on one evening just for listening as if that were something so wonderful adouev had got out of the way of dressing suitably in the morning he went to the office in his comfortable official dress in the evening he wore an old surtout or greatcoat he felt ill at ease in his evening dress here it was too narrow there too short his neck felt too hot swathed in a silk handkerchief his aunt met him cordially with a sense of gratitude to him for having determined for her sake to lay aside his misanthropy for once but no word was spoken of his way of life and occupations having found a place in the hall for lizaveta alexandrovna adouev leaned against a column under the shelter of a kind of broad-shouldered musical maniac and began to be bored he softly yawned behind his hand but before he had time to shut his mouth an outburst of deafening applause announced the appearance of the musician alexander did not even look at him they began to play the prelude in a few minutes the orchestra began to die away 
its last notes mingled indistinctly with another strain at first sportive playful like a reminiscence of the sport of childhood it seemed as though children's voices ringing and merry were heard in it then it grew more glowing more manly and seemed to express the restlessness of youth and its hardihood and overflow of life and energy then it flowed more slowly and softly and seemed to be translating the outpourings of love the language of the soul and sinking fell slowly to the whisper of passion and died gradually away into silence no one dared to stir the mass of people sat in breathless stillness at last a simultaneous ah of admiration broke from all and a whisper passed through the concert hall the crowd were just beginning to stir but suddenly the music awoke again and rushed along in a crescendo torrent then broke into a thousand leaping cascades thwarting and crushing one another in their course they seemed to be thundering the reproaches of jealousy and boiling with the frenzy of passion the ear had not time to catch them and suddenly they broke off as though the instrument had not strength not voice left then a dim broken sound began to escape from under the violinist's bow then sounds of weeping of beseechings were heard and all ceased in a long-drawn sigh of pain the heart was torn by it the music seemed to tell of love betrayed and hopeless pain every suffering every pang of the human soul was heard in it alexander was trembling he stood with downcast head and looked through his tears over his neighbour's shoulder a lean german bent over his instrument was standing before the crowd which he swayed so completely he had finished and was wiping his brow and hands on his handkerchief from the hall rose a roar and enthusiastic clapping and suddenly the musician in his turn bowed before the crowd and began humbly to express his respect and gratitude even he bows before it thought alexander looking with awe at the many-headed monster even he who stands so high above it the musician took his bow and all were instantaneously silent the crowd which had begun to be restless settled down again into a single motionless mass a different strain was sounding solemn majestic the listener straightened his back as he heard it raised his head and drew himself up it stirred pride in the heart and called up dreams of glory the orchestra began indistinctly to chime in like the echo of the crowd in the distance of renown in the world alexander stood pale and downcast the music as though of design told him clearly of the past of all his life bitter and betrayed look at that fellow's face said someone pointing towards alexander i can't think how he can make such an exhibition of himself i have heard paganini without stirring a muscle alexander cursed both his aunt's invitation and the musician and above all destiny for not allowing him to forget what for with what object he thought what does it want from me why remind me of the weakness the uselessness of the past which cannot be recalled after escorting his aunt to her door he was just about to leave her but she held his hand do you really mean you won't come in she asked in reproachful tones no i won't half an hour alexander do you understand no longer if you refuse i must think that you never had the least scrap of affection for me she made the request with such feeling so persuasively that alexander had not the heart to refuse and with bent head he went in after her pyotr ivanitch was alone in his study 
have i deserved nothing but neglect from you alexander asked lizaveta alexandrovna making him sit down by the fire you are mistaken it is not neglect he answered what does that mean how am i to understand it how many times have i written to you and invited you to come to me you never came at last you even gave up answering my letters it was not neglect what then oh said alexander sighing good-bye ma tante what stop what have i done to you what's the matter with you alexander why are you like this why are you indifferent to everything why do you go nowhere and live in company not fit for you i don't know i like this way of living to live so suits me suits you do you find food for your mind and your heart in such a life in such people alexander nodded you are pretending alexander you are very unhappy about something and you won't speak of it in old days you found someone to confide your troubles to you knew you could always find consolation or at least sympathy have you no one now no one you trust in no one no one do you never think of your poor mother her love for you her fondness has it never struck you that here perhaps is one who loves you if not as she does at least as a sister or still more as a friend good-bye ma tante he said good-bye alexander i will not detain you any more replied his aunt there were tears in her eyes alexander was just taking his hat then he laid it down and looked at lizaveta alexandrovna no i cannot run away from you i have not the strength to do it he said what are you doing to me be the old alexander again if only for one minute tell me confide in me all yes i cannot keep it from you i will tell you all that is in my heart he said you ask why i hide myself away from the world why i am indifferent to everything why i don't visit even you what is the reason you must understand that for a long time past life has been hateful to me and i have chosen for myself the kind of existence in which it is least perceptibly so i want nothing i seek nothing except peace the slumber of the soul i have thoroughly seen through all the emptiness and all the nothingness of life and i despise it profoundly the activity and bustle the anxieties and sensations i am sick of it all i don't want to seek and try for anything i have no aims because what you go after you attain and then you see it was all a dream all pleasures are less for me i have grown indifferent to them in the polite world in society i feel more intensely the evils of life but alone at home away from the herd i vegetate whatever chance befalls me in that slumber i observe neither mankind nor myself i do nothing and see nothing of my own or others actions and am at ease and all is indifferent to me happiness i cannot have but i am not a prey to unhappiness it's awful alexander said his aunt such indifference to everything at your age he made a gesture of despair but there are tears in your eyes you are still just the same don't disguise it don't check your feelings give them vent what for i shall be none the better for it i shall only suffer more acutely this evening has lowered me in my own eyes i saw clearly that i have no right to blame any one for my misery i have myself been the ruin of my life i dreamed of glory goodness knows why and neglected my work i made a failure of my humble occupation and now i cannot make up for the past it's too late i avoided the herd i despised it 
but that german for all his grand deep soul and poetic nature does not renounce the world or avoid the herd he is proud of its applause he understands that he is a scarcely perceptible link in the endless chain of humanity he too knows all i do suffering is not strange to him you heard how he put the whole of life into his music its bliss and its pains the delight and the torture of the soul he understands it how petty how worthless in my own eyes i suddenly become to-day i with my misery my sufferings he awakened in me the bitter consciousness that i am proud and feeble ah why did you invite me good-bye let me go then am i to blame alexander could i awaken any bitter consciousness i yes that's what's so terrible your pure angel face ma tante your gentle words and kind hand all agitates and touches me i long to weep i long to live again i yearn and what's the use why ask what's the use stay with us always and if you consider me only partly worthy of your affection perhaps you will find consolation in some other i am not the only one you will be appreciated you will marry will love she said feebly i marry what an idea can you imagine i would entrust my happiness to a woman even if i felt any love for her which also is impossible or do you imagine i could undertake to make a woman happy no i know we should be deceiving one another and both be deceiving ourselves my uncle pyotr ivanitch and experience have taught me pyotr ivanitch ah he has much to answer for said lizaveta alexandrovna with a sigh but you would have done well not to listen to him and you would have been happy in marriage yes in the country i dare say but now no ma tante marriage is not for me i cannot disguise it from myself now when i cease to care for any one and be happy and i could not even help seeing when my wife was disguising her feelings we should both have to play a part just as for instance you and my uncle play your parts we said lizaveta alexandrovna in bewilderment and dismay yes you tell me are you as happy as you once dreamed of being well not as i dreamed of being but happy in a different way from my dreams more rationally possibly even more so isn't it all the same replied lizaveta alexandrovna in confusion and you too more rationally ah ma tante you would never have said that one sees my uncle's hand i know that's happiness according to his system more rational i dare say but happier why everything is happiness with him he has no unhappiness confound him no my life is a failure i am worn out weary of life end of chapter eleven part one recording by expatriate in bangor maine